Well, it's April Fool's Day. I, I kind of hope that that adds a little bit of levity and maybe a few smiles and chuckles uh, to a very difficult time. Uh, all of the jokes and all of the pranks can't take away the difficulty that we're experiencing because of uh, the coronavirus and because of all of those who are struggling because of their illness or their the death of loved ones or those incredible heroes that are that are helping in those places to treat and to heal. Uh, we, can't, we can't sugarcoat all of that. We can't deny that it's difficult and that it's taking place. It's the reality that we're in today. But maybe it being April Fool's Day might uh, give a little bit of a respite uh, at times. Um, you know, April 1st is a day of remembrance uh, for Joyce, my wife Joyce, and for her, her family. Her mother, Barbara Long, passed away six years ago on April 1st, 2014. Uh, she had had cancer. She had been diagnosed not long after her husband, Joyce's dad, had died in uh, 2011. And then she fought a brave battle. She had the radiation, she had the chemo, she had the rehab, uh, all of those things. And ultimately she ended up under hospice care uh, at home. And finally, uh, she passed away on April 1st of 2014. But about three weeks before that, Joyce and I flew from North Carolina to San Antonio, and I baptized her mother into Jesus Christ for the forgiveness and remission of her sins. You know, Peter talks about what has saved us, that imperishable seed through Jesus Christ, through the Word of God in 1 Peter 1. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, you raised him, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and your hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, 1 Peter 1, verse 23, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. We've been saved through the imperishable, uh, unequaled love of God through his marvelous word, through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. And Joyce's mother learned that. We, of course, had talked with her and, and tried to be a good influence upon her and upon all of our family. Uh, for years and years. And then at that time, she said she was ready, and she was. She was a woman who didn't like to swim, who didn't get in the beach, who didn't like water at all, who was uh, 79 years old or so, who was very, very sick. But she said she wanted to be baptized. And so we went, and sure enough, it was a horrible weather day. It was stormy, it was thunderstorms, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. 
So we got to the Lackland Terrace Church of Christ in San Antonio and walked up those stairs to get to the baptistry. And as weak as she was, she said, I'm going, I'm going to do this. And she did. And it was a marvelous, marvelous day. And so when she passed away a few weeks later on April the 1st, it was with a sense of hope and a sense of assurance that she rests in the hands of God. Like Joyce's mom, we're living in a town in a time when we're very much aware of our own mortality. While most will survive the coronavirus, hardly anyone has escaped being affected in very real and direct ways by COVID-19. In the Old Testament, there's a story in the time of King Hezekiah of Judah, who reigned in Jerusalem, a descendant of King David, and also the prophet Isaiah. And in Isaiah 38 and 2 Kings 20, Isaiah is told to go to King Hezekiah and to tell him this, put your house in order because you're going to die. You will not recover. And when Hezekiah heard that statement, he turned his face to the wall, literally turned around and went against the wall and bowed before God and prayed for mercy and for grace. And before Isaiah was even out of the temple grounds, God told him, Turn around, Isaiah, go back, give Hezekiah this message. I've heard your prayer and I am extending your life. We have a sense of assurance, not because our house is particularly in order. We should be doing that, of course, but knowing that at best it will be imperfect. It's not just assurance in knowing that when Jesus comes, when our life is taken, that we'll be okay. It is, it is that. But it is also the blessing of trust and faith in a God who will be with you and see you through whatever this world holds for you while you live. Two great songs of faith come to my mind. One an old hymn, one a fairly recent one. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. And then a newer song, because he lives, that, that great second verse, how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still, the calm assurance this child can face the difficult, difficult days and nights of life. This child can face those times because he lives. Our family has joked that when Joyce's dad saw Joyce's mom for the first time, that he would say something like, really, Barbara, April Fool's Day? Seriously? Good job, well done. <laughs> He'd be very proud of that. This coming Sunday, a week from this Sunday is Easter Sunday on the 12th, and it will be a time when we remember the resurrection, that the tomb is empty, that we too have hope and joy and assurance because he lives. 
We're definitely in uncertain days, that is true. But like the newborn child, we too can face uncertain days because he lives. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine.